1: Join me with your comments here on News 9 start tonight with the uh, subject around electricity, because tonight the Electricity Company of Ghana is in the race against time to avert doom So The MD is sounding confident. It says they will avert a possible uh, load shedding, siting uh, after reaching an agreement with the independent power uh, producers to restructure their debt. It follows uh, comment, announcement by the IPPs that its members will shut down their plants in three weeks if government fails to meet their demands. They are owed at least 1.4 billion dollars, and government has so far been working around the clock to get them to agree to have these debts restructured. CEO of the chamber, Elekplem Apetobo, says the delayed payments of their debt is stifling operations.
2: Our conditions or severity of our situation is something that cannot be negotiated. Uh, We have done everything possible to keep, to manage the situation, but it has gone beyond our control. So really, nothing has changed. Our ultimatum to government, that is the June 30th, it's still standing, we cannot overstretch ourselves, we cannot stretch ourselves beyond June 30th. Uh, if the payments are not made available, what then is likely to happen? Uh, we have overstretched ourselves. What we are able to do is what can carry us to the end of June and cannot go beyond. So, uh let me say the, the the position stands there is nothing we could do about it we have cases in the past where, any time we are pressed with time we approach government in this manner government will come in and make some small payment to us then we'll go back and say that oh let's keep the faith but i think this case we have serious cases in hand most of our ips have defaulted in their loan repayment their creditors here and there pursuing them the kind of facilities we have with this private this Lenders, it is if it is about one month to the time, you will start receiving reminders that failure to pay your loan or your loan on due dates, these are the penal clauses for what we have signed for, which we do not have any option. And most of us have defaulted. And this is the case that the situation we, we found ourselves in. Well, what would you say to any Ghanaian, an average Ghanaian out there who says, okay, if our powers go out or if there's blackout? We blame the IPPs for it. This is not something that we uh, expect to happen, but let me say it's a communal labour. Let everyone join hands to impress on government to make the monies available to us to keep our lives on.
1: Well, today we've been hearing from the managing director of the ECG, Samuel Dubeek Mahama, who has been leading the negotiations with the power producers. He's confident doomso will be averted.
3: We've had very, very productive discussions and they would not go off, with all confidence.
4: So we should ignore all this, we'll go off, we'll go off. So
3: I would say ignore, because we do owe them. So I would say ignore, but what I will say is that the conversations are far advanced to avert something like this. And so I can say with all confidence that it won't come to that. So what what have you agreed on currently? So as I said earlier, there are a few NDAs in place, but uh, let me give you a small whole... We are trying to find a way to make sure that the money expected of us to pay is reasonable and is within our reach. Because what IMF is saying that ring fence legacy debt, but you have to stay current. If the, 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 those excess and idle capacity charges are still existent, we cannot be current. Because we will still be punching above our, our, our weight limit. So we need to find a way with all of them at the table to agree on a, on an amount or a tariff that halts uh, these uh, excess payments for a longer period of time, and then we can consider it in a different form for them. I know as you negotiate, you probably would have said,
4: okay, based on the recoveries made so far, mm-hmm. we can now begin to look at a reduction. Have these... IPPs recovered the cost of building their plants, based on which you're pushing for a reduction.
3: In fairness, everybody has a different way of how they set up the plant. Yeah. Some of them self-financed, so they don't really have lenders that are disturbing them. Others have lenders that are disturbing them. As I said, everybody's problem is different. But holistically, what we have to look at is this. Let's look at Ghana's base load now. When you talk base load, you want to know about the barest minimum of power. Now, if you look at going forward, what would Ghana need in the next four or five years? You understand? Can we afford to do away with these guys? No. If you look at the current market trend, we cannot afford to not to do away with these guys. I see this as a very unique opportunity for all of us to sit around the table and fix this problem together. Because let's not forget, tomorrow I might not be there. Tomorrow you also will not be there. But somebody else comes to take over and this problem still persists. That means we didn't do ourselves any favors. It's, it's, it's a unique situation where the IPVs understand the situation of the government, ECG understands the situation on the ground. So let's all sit together and get to a figure that works, mm. that would help you with your financing, that would also help you, will help with the lenders of uh, those who brought their, their, their money in to help them.
1: And we can get uh, some further clarity now uh, from the IPPs uh, on the back of what we just heard there from the Managing Director of the ECG uh, talking about uh, the progress they've made so far in the negotiations with the IPPs. Thankfully, uh, we can speak to the head of that uh, association, the Apetobo, Apetogbo, as a chamber of the IPPs, he's a CEO there and joins us on the line right now. Uh, Thank you, sir, for your time here on Newsnight. Thank you very much. Good evening. We just listened today uh, to the uh, managing director of the ECG say he's making progress. He's confident, based on the conversations they've had with you, that shutting down the plants will be averted at the end of June. Is that a reflection of the conversations you've been having with him and others? Uh, that is the news I'm hearing. Uh, if it happens that
2: way, I think we all uh, we are happy. I we do not expect such a situation to happen that June year, We are
1: positive. There will be a response. But tell me, give me your sense of how the negotiations are currently proceeding. Has it been positive? Do you expect to reach an agreement? Well, government
2: sent us the proposal. The proposal was to restructure our debt, which we have rejected. And we have made a counter request asking them to give us a payment plan that would be fair enough to us. That is where we have landed our uh discussions. I will not say negotiations, that's where we've landed our discussions. Uh E C G is to engage us individually and I believe they are making good progress even though they have not touched base with all of us. The
1: we've heard suggestions and the ECG managing director hinted at this that there possibly must also be an audit uh, of how much exactly government owes you has that been featured strongly in the conversation? Well we received
2: that notification from the Ministry of Energy Uh, with ECG I think our audit or reconciliation is something that we do on a mentally basis so I don't that should be uh, anything new or anything that will hold back uh, the payment request or the payment demand. Even if uh, we agreed or even if that is done, is we have a long term relationship. Whatever difference that may come up can always be settled going forward.
1: But you're open to an audit nonetheless? Oh, it's a common
2: business practice, so we are open to it. But we just don't expect that should be a holdback to our demand process.
1: I want you to define for me in clear terms what it will take while you negotiate to avert a shutdown of the plants at the end of the month. You know, we've always been
2: fair to the good consumers, or let me say the good people of Ghana for that matter, ECG. Whatever little that they have given us, we have always kept faith faith continue to render our services. I believe he can attest that. So uh, we have requested about 30% of uh, what was due us at the end of uh, April, about 1.4 billion. Uh, That should be fair enough to enable our members redeem their repayable loans, and we are we are all
1: fine to go. 30%. What's that in real value? How much uh, are we talking today, about? Uh, that, that we are talking close to $450 million. $450 million? Yes. So you want $450 million in your bank accounts to avert shutting down the plants exactly. at the, end of the month? Exactly. I'm pretty sure you put this before government and the ECG negotiators in the meetings you've been having. Have they indicated to you that they'll be able to pay you this in the next few weeks before the end of June? Well, we have not received any feedback since we made the official debate. But you're still negotiating? Let me say yes. Okay, you say the the confidence of that. Is this negotiation active and continuing? Like the MD
2: indicated, the negotiation has to be on, uh, let me say, company-to-company basis. Uh, just because of the variation in our competence. So So, uh, until it's concluded, we cannot give a firm position on whether we have made progress or we have not.
1: I'm grateful. Thank you very much. At least we have some clarity on the exact amount the government will have to pay you to avert uh, that uh, shutdown of the plants at the end of the month. And you listened there to the CEO of the uh, Chamber of IPPs, Alec Blim, and you know the controversy surrounding the energy sector uh, became heightened when the World Bank Country Director spoke to my colleague, George Raffa here, on the uh, George News channel uh, and, and talked extensively about the power agreements signed under the NDC administration. Well, the minority in parliament, they've been holding a press conference today and they've been taking on the country director uh, pretty strongly. The World Bank country director criticised the country for doing a poor job in uh, concluding power purchase agreements signed between 2012 and 2023. But the minority says, Mr. Laporte is veering off into local politics.
5: Ghanaians are sick and tired of this unnecessary and flimsy blame game strategy adopted by this government and their highlings. President Akufuado and his head of the economy management team, Dr. Baumia, must accept responsibility, demonstrate leadership, and find reasonable solutions to the current economic hardship, confronting the ordinary Ghanaian on a daily basis. President Mahama's record in the energy sector is unmatched. President Mahama, before leaving office, ensured that we had a comprehensive foothold, i.e. on the generation, on fuel, and on the financial sector. We finally wish to advise the World Bank Country Director, Mr. Laporte, to continue to work as a technocrat and not meddle himself in the field of politics. Mr. Laporte, you are not a politician, and when you are making such unsubstantiated comments, you must bear in mind that it has far-reaching ramifications on this country. The minority would continue to hold his chest high will continue to defend the track record of President Mahama and the ND's administration because our record is unmatched, it's unparalleled, and that is nothing but
1: the truth. Well, Mr. Junapo was the former Deputy Prime Minister under the John Mahama administration and he says the administration did nothing wrong in signing those agreements.
5: Let us educate all that capacity charges are nothing but standardized and regulated industry tools used by electricity utilities to recover infrastructure expansion costs and development costs. Indeed, the right term is capital recovery. And for your information, even before President Mahama, most of the thermal plants had capacity charges. Just to cite a few examples, Asogli had capacity charges, Tico has capacity charges, Sen Power has capacity charges, Senate has capacity charges, TT2PP has capacity charges. And so capacity charge or capital recovery is not new. But even more importantly, after President Mahama left office, the MPP government, the current MPP government, has signed PPAs that has take-or-pay or or capacity charges embedded in them. You'll recall that President Mahama brought in the AXA plant, which is a 370-megawatt plant. We signed it for five years. That was during emergency. Immediately the contract expired around June-July, two months after this current MPP administration signed a new contract for the same plant, extending the years from five years to 15 good years. Not only did they extend it to 15 years, if you read the contract, the contract contains take-or-pay clauses or capacity charges.
1: Well, thankfully, we've heard back from the World Bank country director who says such controversies is just uh, part of the position he occupies.
6: Honourable Minister, ladies and gentlemen, I will bring my work to Ghana, in Ghana, I'm sorry, to a close in a few months. And I must say that it's been a blessing for me and to my family to have been in Ghana in the past four years. Talk of controversy, I know I've been at the centre of some controversies recently, but that's part of the job. Um, <laughs> I just wish the media would be a bit more frank and honest in the, in the reporting. But like I say, we, we work for that and we live for that. I have received a tremendous support, Minister, from you. And, 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 and I, I am grateful for, for the love of the Ghanaian people. Person, I think uh, most of you know I'm from Seychelles. Working in was exiled for over 30 years. So I'm really Ghanaian somewhere. Mr. I have enjoyed a great partnership with you and the government of Ghana, particularly colleagues of your ministry and yourself. As I prepare to leave the country soon, I hope that the restoration of the Ghanaian economy to the pre-crisis level will provide the government with the requisite fiscal space to increase investment in health.
1: Well, a uh, farewell to him as he departs, and that is the World Bank country uh, director uh, speaking there at a, a speech uh, in his honor as he departs the shores of Ghana. Uh, Pierre Frank Laporte in the eye of a storm, and the minority isn't happy with his comments that has intensified this controversy. Over the country's power situation. What do you make of that? Zero five five one 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 nine nine seven. I want to uh, take you back to Parliament now, where the minority chief, Frank Anodompre, today went all guns blazing, calling out his colleague, NPP MP, and presidential hopeful, Kennedy of Japan, asking him to focus on his campaign and leave him alone. Um, Mr. Anodompre says, Kennedy Japon has been telling people that he has uh, said they, that they are saying central MP is not a presidential material. Well, he called the press conference today to deny that.
7: My good friend, the honorable Kennedy Japon, making all manner of uh, allegations against me. But specifically, he's saying that I am, I am referring to him as not fit for president, not a presidential candidate. In fact, he's one of the senior members of the South that I respect. And on many occasions that we've had tense moments um, between the two sides, he's intervened. And so I have a great deal of respect for him. When he visited my constituency, I went, I paid for the venue, I hosted him. I spoke very highly of him, even though later I of his boys skewed and took part of the video and said that I have endorsed
1: him. Let's bring in our parliamentary correspondent, Kweku uh, Asante joins us now. Kweku, so from what I understand, this was a press conference the majority chief we've called and he's just been narrating there the relationship that he has with Kennedy A.J. Porn. So how did this get this bad for him now to feel the need to call a press conference and address it publicly?
0: So, Evans, over the past few weeks, um, Frank Anodom has not made his endorsement of Vice President Dr Mahmoud Baumia any secret. He said that the Vice President is the best person to lead the NPP. But on the other hand, Kennedy Japan is also his colleague in Parliament who is also seeking to lead the NPP into the 2024 election. He's saying that for the past few weeks there's been some chatter going around that Kennedy Japan has been telling people that he, Frank Anodom is not only campaigning against him but says that he is not fit to lead the NPP or he's not even fit to become president, he's not presidential material enough. This is something that Frank Adam Pre says he's been trying to get to know who, who told Kenei Japon this so that he can defend himself but he has not been able to do so and you also know that Kenei Japon is a very maverick politician in terms of how he relates and so um, Frank Kenei has had some limited offices in terms of how he's expected to address this. So he thought that it would be a good opportunity to come to the media, to journalists, and clear the air. So he organized all of us and spoke to us, telling us that he has not said any second and that KineJapan should focus on his campaign and leave him alone, because he has enough on his table, not enough, not, not, not to just go around and backbiting against him.
7: Only for him, me to hear, now that now I'm not the punching bag, me being punched by him, Because in his own estimation, he has heard that somebody says, I had said that he's not fit for president. I think it's most unfortunate. First of all, if you hear an allegation, you should have at least called me. Now, I have to speak to you through this medium because several efforts to reach out to him uh, has proved, unfortunately, futile. I feel a bit hurt. I feel very hurt because uh, for anybody who knows me, I don't do politics of attack. Even my opponents, I don't attack them. How much more somebody who is one of our own uh, fold? So, my, I will challenge my, my good friend. Normally, I won't do all this. I want to challenge him. If there is anybody that I have spoken to to say that he is not fit for president, he should mention the person's name. Then again, I will also advise him. He should leave me. I'm just a small fly, concentrating on my whip my job in this difficult parliament. He shouldn't distract my attention. And then he should focus on his presidential campaign bid. And leave me alone. Let me concentrate on my hip job. I have a lot of responsibilities and a lot of job to do. Ordinarily, I would not have responded through this medium. But I hear the thing has gone far and people are making... I've received more than 100 calls today. People are asking me, what, do you have a beef with Ken in Japan and all that? You want to be president. I didn't ask you to go and contest. So you should, should simply focus on his presidential bid.
1: And Kweku, so have we heard
0: yet from Kennedy Japan? Was he in Parliament today? He was in Parliament. We've tried to get his response, but he hasn't spoken yet. You heard there Frank, another president, he's been trying to reach his colleague to know a deal. Of course, we don't know how. We've been asking him to tell us by which medium he has been trying to reach Kennedy Japan. Because today, Japon was in Parliament. He was seated right behind Frank Prayer. so some would have said they could have spoken, but politicians speak to each other in very different, very different tones. Japon says he does not want to comment on this matter as of now, but knowing very well who Japan is, we've not heard the last of this, and very soon he may make some comments on this.
1: Thank you very much, Kweku. So, listening to Newsnight is on Joy 99.7. My name is Evans Mensah and Acting Chief Justice Victor Jones-Duce says attempts were made by some persons to disrupt his relationship with former Chief Justice Kwesi Ininyaboa. This insist did not work and he continues to enjoy a cordial relationship with the retired judge. The two were tipped for the role of Chief Justice barely three years ago, but Justice in Inyeboa got the nod. Justice Tuche has since uh, the retirement of Justice in Inyeboa been serving as acting Chief Justice. Well, he also retires in barely 48 hours and the ceremony to honor him, Chief Justice Designate Gertrude Tokonu, has some kind words for him. Such
8: is my love and affection for this man and my respect for him and the sadness I feel today I ask you to allow me to stand. Thank you. Thank you all for coming to grace the celebration of today in honor of one of the most distinguished persons to have served on our nation's highest court. In decisions such as Board of Governors Achimota School versus Ni Akunote II, Platinum Equities Limited, and Lands Commission, judgment dated 20th May 2020, and Martin Alamisi Amedu versus Attorney General, Waterville Holders BVI Limited and Alfred Agbesi-Moyome. Judgment data 14 June 2013. To understand the fighter for justice for the deprived in the nation. Injustice Duce.
1: He's a fighter indeed. And let's bring in our legal affairs correspondent who was there for us and joins us now. Uh, Joseph Acablai, he became very famous and his phrase, create, loot and share, so rings pretty loudly in my ear right now. And many, including his own colleague judges, were there and had some kind words for him too.
9: In fact, they generally centered around words such as that of integrity, independent minded Fair and strict judge. Reference was made to some of the cases he had handled, one being the Martin Amidu versus Attorney General and Waterville, the Wyoming case that uh, coined the phrase create good and share. But another case that came up strongly is that of Gladys Mensah versus Stephen Mensah. It's that case in which the Supreme Court upheld the principle of equality in the sharing of marital property by spouses after divorce. And it's one that has excited a lot of people. But a number of his colleagues from Justices Balfour Bonnie. Imano Yedikulendi, Gabriel, Pomain, all had kind words to say about Justice Jones-Doche.
2: It's important to state that as a true leader, Justice Doche had confidence to stand alone and the courage to make tough decisions. So on a few remarkable occasions, he solely dissented and stood alone in important decisions of the Supreme Court, and he proceeded to advance very cogent reasons for so doing. A classic example was in Frabina Limited against Shell Limited reported in 2011 for the once report at page 429, where he was a sole dissenting voice. Perhaps at this time, the only thing that mattered to him was the integrity of his action.
3: A
9: good, every good judge is going to be remembered by in his, the judgments that he has delivered. And so why would that, how can I not say that you will never be forgotten? Because in every facet of the law, every aspect of the law, from thought through jurisprudence, criminal law, everything. You will be, you, everybody who wants to read about you will have something to refer to. And
4: when you read the reports, you will know that I disagree with him on a number of occasions. <laughs> <laughs> but he does it and he keeps his friendship, he keeps his good relationships, and there is a lot I learned from him.
5: I have told him that I've prayed away this day
9: I never wish that this day was going to come. I don't know what his plans are and who he will entrust me to. Um, otherwise, I feel really offhand. I know you deserve this retirement.
10: But, like someone has suggested, please write a book. Maybe our names will be mentioned along the line somewhere. So, I we'll also take some credit for it. I wish you and
1: your family all the best. And Joseph, in typical Jones-Doche style, he took the opportunity to also comment on some national issues.
9: The issue of uh, sanitation, high-rising buildings in Accra, as well as indiscipline
4: and corruption, he had to touch on these matters. I've observed in recent days or years, the uncoordinated high-rise buildings in residential areas all over Accra, especially in prime residential areas. Laboni, Cantonments, and this go on as if they don't take into consideration the planning scheme of the areas. In Laboni, for example, a, a mall has been built opposite the Bank of Governors' residence. Bank of Governor, Governor lived there. Deputy Governor lived there. But with the with the building of the mall, they have to change that location into an office. Now, if you go to Kantowice, there's a place that has been dedicated as a vice president's bungalow. Opposite it, it has been built some high rise buildings with Huawei occupying the top floor. Is it prudent for us to have that high rise building with a, tech, a, a technological company just? Opposite the Vice-Chancellor's...
6: Okay. Official...
4: Vice, Vice-President's... Official residents... Was that a president's decision?
1: And, and and Joseph... What has been his relationship... With former Chief Justices? In fact, he says... That's been one of... Very good working
9: relationship... And some of them have also... Actually been his very good friends... And specific reference... Was made to Chief Justice... Former Chief Justice... Kwasi Ani uh,
4: Today... I am surprised no bad thing has been said about me. I think I I have my bad sides as well, but it's only the Ghanaian hospitality that you are hiding them from me. And so I thank you for all the good things you have said about me. I cannot thank Chief Justice Wood well enough. Uh, Most of you who have stayed here for long know the relationship between us. We worked very hard, and I worked for her with dedication. The same applies to uh, Ms. Sophia Kufo. Also worked closely with her. And the same applies to Justice Eni Eboa. Justice Eni Eboa met me in Commonwealth Hall in 1977, 76. I was then in my final year for the LLB. And we, we are great friends. We call we have a name for ourselves, Wushu. Okay. But then there were some people who tried to bring some weight between us. But thanks to God, he kept faith with me throughout his tenure. He even nominated me to represent him in UK in October at the opening of the legal year service. The first time it was an invitation was extended to Ghana. He nominated me to represent him and quite recently in April the two of us travelled to Syria Law to sensitize the Supreme Court of Syria alone because they are having presidential elections on the twenty-fourth of this month. And so thank you, uh, And we
1: wish him well. So listening to news Newsnight on Joy 99.7 FM and George Yaffe is here with business. And still ahead right after business, we tell the story of a midwife who helped a pregnant woman deliver her baby boy in a speeding vehicle in the Upper West region.
11: It's very fulfilling and joyous. In fact, since my seven years of midwifery, today is my most fulfilling moment because I feel like I have saved a mother at her vulnerable state.
1: And later, the National science and Masked Quiz is back. <music> A Mayo SHS pulls an impressive 19 points margin ahead of its rival in Kranzai SHS as they win their contest with 58 points higher so far in the Bono East Regional Qualifiers.
9: Yeah, why prepare? Yes, don't don't oh. let them in there. We want to meet them. We yeah, want to meet them. Whoever is there, should this year we are going to be yeah. the first two from
1: Ondo, half we we And we'll tell you about the. Big contest between Archbishop Porter girls, Locking Horns with a hunterman girls and that's where George will begin to rub it in. Hello George, why are you smiling <laughs> like that? Yeah. Uh, I, know, I know you serve a, I know you, serve a, you know a living God. It's okay. <laughs> we're looking at eight, right? So how would
12: you how would you coin it now? Uh, we're serving the eight, <laughs> eight.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
12: But interesting the, the World Bank Country Director has been responding and it is interesting. Yes, I mean I, I would just entreat everyone to just have time and watch the full interview. Yeah. And the, the things he said about even contest. the contest, the, the, yes. the the contest and even this current administration and things that have been done. So just to pick one comment out of it and go hard on him, well, I think it's very unfortunate.
1: Yeah, and you can find that on myjohnand.com. Find that on our many social media platforms as well. Particularly, it's on YouTube and Facebook as well. Just watch it for yourself.
12: What do you have in the headline? Olivans coming up in business. IMF insists policy measures captured in Ghana's program are protective irrespective of which administration take over after the 2024 elections and government close to reaching a debt-destruction deal with the bilateral creditors. We hear from the finance minister, Ken Ofoyata. The Business News on news nights is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Allianz Life and Canapé.
8: Isn't life wonderful when everything worth doing is scheduled? Hitting the stop button on your alarm just in time for your morning job. That happy moment listening to your baby's heartbeat at the doctor's office or a arranged virtual meeting with
13: that
1: big client. Buy airtime ahead of time with scheduled airtime service on MTN Momo. You can schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly, or monthly by dialing star one seven zero hash option three and follow the process, or simply dial star one seven zero star three one one hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy one hundred percent bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that one hundred percent feeling. So what? What are we doing today?
7: MTN.
9: Hey, san bi me complete number sense sa no me kojo yeah, yeah. Pepsodent
14: ever and pepsodent I've yeah. You're gone natural. FDRJ,
7: am I'm thinking of making a new investment that will give me more profit. Though.
13: Hey, you are talking about more profit again. Is it not this desire for more profit that landed you into trouble the last time?
7: Oh. That is why I am asking your advice on what to do.
13: You see, it is good to desire for more profits on an investment. But you need to choose safe and reliable investment products that can help you to achieve your goal. There are many investment products such as mutual funds, corporate bonds and shares listed on the Ghana Stock Exchange that you can buy. But
7: bonds and shares are for big people and
12: companies.
13: No, not at all. Ordinary individuals like you and me can also invest our money in bonds and shares through a mutual fund which pulls money from different people and it. Mutual funds are managed by a fund manager who for added security must be licensed by the Securities and Exchange Commission.
12: Okay,
7: but what about buying government's treasury bills?
13: Yes, you can do that too. Treasury bills are issued by government to raise money from the public to construct roads, hospitals, schools, and many others. Wow,
7: that sounds very interesting. But how do I invest in these products?
13: Visit any licensed asset management company near you or ask at your bank. You can also contact the Securities and Exchange Commission for further information.
7: This message was brought to you by the Government of Ghana.
0: This Father's Day, show love and appreciation to your father With Woodin's variety of specially designed shirts Get your father exquisite styled shirts from any Woodin retail shop nationwide And receive a lovely gift to make the occasion more memorable Terms and conditions apply Offer available while stocks last Woodin, le créateur
4: Chi wahala no get breaks so... ah what is it? Some customers have left their m- mobile money didn't come. What? Avoid
13: such payment issues with BluePay. BluePay lets you easily receive payments on your mobile device with no e-levy charges. Simply enter your customer's number and the amount to be paid on your BluePay app. The customer will receive the BluePay prompt to confirm with their PIN instantly. Customers can also pay with bank cards using the BluePay POS device. Call or WhatsApp 054-7220-200 or visit bluepay.com.gh to register and get BluePay for your business today. BluePay, never miss a sale.
12: You're welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, the IMF has given the firm assurance that policy reforms captured in Ghana's program will be maintained irrespective of the government that takes over after the 2024 elections. There are fears that any new administration that assumes office might push to renegotiate terms under the program. Dr. Lindro Medina is the country representative of the IMF.
3: The program is quite strong. We are quite confident that it will be uh, implemented as designed. The objectives are clear, is to restore the macro, to ensure that debt is sustainable, and to uh, promote inclusive growth. This is what the Ghanaian population wants, It's really to see their livelihood improved. And in this sense, we have seen a very strong commitment by the authorities. And let me tell you again, they have really taken very bold and very difficult decisions. On the second topic, I would say, no matter what happens next year, no matter what the result is, the objectives of the program and the policies that are needed remain valid. And there is support across the aisle, and we see support from the Ghanaian people.
12: Country representative of the IMF, Dr. Lindro Medina. Meanwhile, the IMF staff are expected in town this week to review Ghana's program or track progress made when it comes to Ghana's program with the fund and then back on some stakeholder engagement. They are expected to fly back to Washington, D.C. at the end of next week. Now, Finance Minister Ken Friata has indicated that government is close to reaching a deal with the bilateral external creditors on restructuring of the country's debt. Now, this is coming after the IMF indicated that government is now expected to reach a deal with these bilateral creditors so the doors can be closed when it comes to this whole program. Finance Minister Kenno Friata has been given more updates on this development.
5: The Paris Club, um, fortunately for us, we were able to get um, China and France um, to co-chair the official creditor committee uh, and that helped ensuring the financial assurances were gone. We should be now looking at the MOU and then terms of bilateral debt treatment um, that would occur. It might be a flow activity in which we extend um, the terms um, of the loans. Give us space um, for that. And then we'll con- continue to engage private creditors to seek relief on external debt. Um, this, of course, has to do with our eurobond um, holders. Um, so that's where we are at.
12: Uh- and that is uh, Finance Minister Ken Ofoyata. Now, energy strategist Dr. Suleimana Yusuf is downplaying the impact of oil production cuts on fewer prices of the pumps locally. The Organization of Oil Producing Countries (OPEC) earlier this week announced million barrels cuts in daily production to check the declining prices. Over crude oil. Now there are fears that this could push prices up further, and that could affect us locally as well as challenges with the Ghana City. Dr. Yaseyava insists that that would not be the case because of developments in China.
5: now would not make that much significant at this many time. What would make significant impact to propel oil prices to the heights that they were, that is, in the 80s and 90s, would be a robust buoyancy in the Chinese economy. Other than that, and as we speak now, the Chinese economy—if you look at the manufacturing data um, for the last few months and even in recent weeks—it has not proven that promising. And China is a significant player when it comes to oil price. So yes, I don't anticipate any jump uh, at this moment in time, Darren. And the cascading impact on the pump also—I don't think we're going to have that rapid, uh, you know, uh, increment. Or, I mean, we are not going to have that much impact on the pump.
12: And that is energy strategist Dr. Suleiman Youssef. The chief executive of the Association of Ghana Industries said Chumakabwa is calling for a reduction in duties paid on raw materials used in printing and packaging in the manufacturing sector. According to him, this is necessary to cushion local producers and contribute to export development. He was speaking at the opening ceremony of the maiden edition of the ProPak Ghana 2023 exhibition.
5: When you import raw materials to print, you pay duty on it. But when you import the finished product, you don't pay duty on it. It means that it makes the local printing more expensive than importation. And it's the reason why even when you go to some of our government institutions, a lot of they are printing, they are bringing it from outside. private sector, same. So many things is printed from outside instead of looking at local production. So we think that this kind of policy is not helping local producers. And if we want to create jobs, if we want to grow the economy, if we want to reduce our dependence on imports, we want to protect our local currency, these are some of the areas we should look at. I think that it's about time to change some of these laws.
12: Chief Executive of the Association of Ghana Industries, Seth Chumakabwa to the stock market. And if you're a shareholder in MTN, well, some good news for you. Because today it was up by password to close at 1 Ghana City, 10 passwords. Guinness Ghana Breweries was up by 17 passwords and is now worth 1 Ghana City, 93 passwords. So some good news there for investors of MTN Ghana and also Guinness Ghana, Brewers Limited. And that's all uh, for business on Newsnight. Back to you, Evans. And, and George, uh, thank you very much for business. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're in touch with the World Bank Country Director. <laughs> <laughs> have you spoken to him since the controversy erupted? Uh, not, not really, but uh, to his team, they think that, well, it's part of, um, I mean, it's, it's it's bound to happen that not everything that the, the bank would express an opinion on that. Might have all the interested parties being excited. So it was expected when some of these comments that he actually expressed on the economy. It has to do with the current administration, of course, I mean, and also certain things that were done by the past administration. So they were expecting uh, some backlash or uh, different views being expressed on some of the things that he had to say on the economy as we speak right now, and also things that have been done in the past events. Well, we wish him
1: well as he departs. Uh, apparently, that interview was a farewell interview. <laughs> you know that at the time? I, I knew he was going okay. into... Uh, when I asked him, was like, oh, you know about it? I said, yes, I know about it. Okay. Uh, Joel, thank you very much. Now, let's uh, take you to the Upper West region where Fatima Adams, she's a midwife. So she's done the job for, what, seven years. Now, before that fateful day, She has only read it in books and had it on in in conversations, but never has it occurred to her that she will one day be part of the storyline. A pregnant woman who joined a commercial vehicle uh, Fatima was on midway showed signs of labor and started screaming for help. Midwife Adams Fatima felt her pain and voluntarily moved in to help her deliver a bouncing baby boy on the speeding vehicle. Now, joining us is Upper West Regional Correspondent Rafiq Salam caught up with her and brought through this report.
11: It's very fulfilling and joyous. In fact, uh, since my seven years of midwifery, today is my most fulfilling moment because I have I feel like I have saved a, a mother at her vulnerable state.
10: Adam Fatimata recounted what transpired in this nine seconds and Matthew viral video. Taken
11: Inside the war bound fast moving Zion bars. At first, I was even panicking. I have been working in midfield for seven years, but when I encountered that case like that, I was panicking because I even didn't have uh, protective garments to protect myself, like gloves and other things. But I had to use my bare hands to collect baby. I couldn't just sit and watch baby fall on the floor, I had to catch baby.
10: Adam Fatimata works at the Solar District Hospital as a midwife. She was on her way to war on a private commercial vehicle with 15 others, including a pregnant woman who was due for delivery and had been referred from the kolmaha Jabes compound to the Upper West Regional Hospital. The unnamed pregnant woman who joined the vehicle from Kolmaha in the Solar Tuna Kalaba district began to complain of abdominal and back pains after traveling some handful of kilometers.
11: On our way, we didn't reach Poyentanga and she started pushing, and I had to deliver her in the car. When we got to Poyentanga clinic, I made the car to branch there, and we took mother and baby inside the clinic for further care.
10: Mind you, one-third of the 15 passengers on the bus were men. Yet, her privacy could just not have been thrown to the dogs seats were exchanged for a few of the women to come closer to form a human curtain to protect her privacy help help look at you and they can say oh mommy nurse, come and help or you just got voluntarily.
11: no i was i was seated behind her and the labor was ongoing and she was crying and screaming and all that and i felt uncomfortable i felt her pain in fact and her relative who was sitting by her was holding her and i had to exchange seats with someone who was closer to her to help her relatives support her but i realized that the baby's head was coming and there was nothing i could do than to just collect the baby with my bare hands
10: at that stage was the vehicle moving or it had stopped
11: yes the, the vehicle kept on moving in fact the passengers were i don't know whether to say they were afraid some people even kept uh Handkerchiefs and close their, their noses. I think, because of smell and other things. I didn't feel embarrassed. I was only feeling embarrassed for the woman because it was in a crowd and her privacy was exposed. I only felt bad for her, but me personally, as a midwife, I didn't feel bad because I thought I was doing my job.
10: Adam Fatamata is happy that she has been able to save a life and has this message for colleague midwives.
11: Midwives are their friends. We are here to save lives, uh, both mothers' and babies' lives. So we will continue to save lives. Midwives save lives.
10: Behind me is the Pointer Health Center where the baby was brought. We tried to speak to authorities here, but they declined. Though they considered that both baby and mother were at the health center for close an hour, we battled it out. With authorities of the Poyentang Health Center to have access to them. We were made to make calls to the World War II District Director of Health Services, Cecilia Kakaraba, but we met a severe rejection from her. The unnamed mother and baby were later referred to the Upper West Virginia Hospital for further medical examination and later discharge. In all this, one woman who also doubles as a midwife stands tall and needs to be celebrated for her bravery, tenacity, and commitment, she has at least saved the country to add to her statistics of another maternal death. Reporting for the News, Rafiq Salam. Puyentanga.
1: And indeed, uh, a very uh, inspiring story of a woman who chanced on a situation and stepped in and saved a life, but also delivered a bouncing baby boy let's do sports now and with Bow is here with the latest yeah
14: even so as the president of the Ghana Boxing Federation Ben and quarter he's been speaking and bemoaning the seeming low attention and investment in boxing and uh, according to him, he says the sport indeed has the potential to change the fortunes of the country if given the needed attention and investment. And uh, it's b- because of this he's calling on the government to particularly pay attention to the national amateur boxing team, the Black Bombers, as they prepare for the African Boxing Championship in Cameroon this month.
9: Boxing has gone through struggles. I know. Where board memes have to even dispose of their vehicles their private cars to be able to you know bring together their resources to invest in the boxing so the question we ask is it supposed to be like that because when you go the days back of azuma Nelson, where Ghanaians were having sleepless nights and they also passed through these struggles so can't we change it a little bit and say that look the way the likes of Prince Amate, the lives of Senior Aikwati, Joshua Akwati and the rest, the way they went through. Today, we are putting the stuff to so it. That
14: that's uh, Ben Akwati, the president of the Ghana Boxing Federation, appealing for government support as the black bombers prepare for the African Championship in Cameroon. So that's it for sports brought to you by Pepsodent Herbal and Chaco. And Pepsodent, every smile matters. <coughs>
1: Well, the National Science and Maths quiz is back and a a male senior high technical school has beaten to pop in Kuranza SHS in an impressive but uh, pretty style after garnering 19-point margin ahead of their closest contenders. While well, my colleague Immanuel Brackwick was there and came to with this report.
9: To our students of senior high school, they just won their contest against the senior high school. I can see you are excited. Yeah,
13: I'm very, very excited. Because
9: because my school, I've planned them well. I've trained them very well. And I believe they can do it. And they were able to show me that they will be able- yeah, We are ready for the nationals. We are ready for the Nationals. No school can challenge us. We are ready. Those no who can challenge us. I'll confirm you we are our starters. want to meet Prempe. Yeah. Yes. Why Prempe? Yes. Don't. Yes. don't oh. claim in there. We want to meet them. Yeah, to meet them. Who- whoever is there should be. This come. year we are going to be the first school are from now. We going to the Okay, so, we are so right going to the Nationals, what should we expect from
3: you? Ah. Oh, you Abs- should expect a lot from us. Um, At least you should reach the finals this year.
9: This year, Prempe. Present any other student should relax. As yet, next thing that is, it's raining the drops for us.
1: Well, we'll see the final analysis. And this is the place to be for all things national science and mass quiz. And just before we go, the last day of May this year, I saw the demise of one of Africa's illustrious writers and activists, Amar Taredu. On today's edition of the Joy News Remembrance Series, we bring you excerpts from her book, Diplomatic Pounds, read by veteran Ghanaian actor, culture activist and filmmaker Akofa Jani.
11: This is from Amate Du's Diplomatic pounds and Other Stories. And here is an excerpt from New Lesson. That's why I'm actively wishing him ill with a nicely rounded female kiss. That he falls hopelessly in love with that young woman, whoever she is. That would complicate things very nicely for him, wouldn't it? And in the meantime, what I've got to admit is that whoever first said nowhere cool knew exactly what they were talking about. After all, much of the time, most of the places where we are likely to live on this earth are either hot, very hot, or cold, very cold, and cold ain't cool.
1: may her soul continue to rest in perfect peace and that there was a kofa a journey and that's it for news night tonight up next is the geek squad